From KUOW in Seattle, you're listening to How's Your Day, telling you a story you don't know from a day we all remember. Today's date, May 18th, 1980. Now, KOMO News 4, Sunday. Good evening. Mount St. Helens will never be the same again. Perhaps all of us will never be quite the same. Never so smug about our ability to control Mount St. Helens shook with its most violent eruption in 123 years. The eruption caused avalanches and mud flows. A wall of water swept through the Tootle River Valley. The death toll from the latest eruption on Mount St. Helens now stands at five. That volcano exploded in its most violent blast to date this morning. This fragile slice of earth we live on. My name is Yu Jechul, and I'm a maintenance man. In 1980, I was 17. I lived in Gwangju City in South Korea. I was a high school student. I lived with my older sister. My parents were rice farmers who lived in Nanju, about 40 kilometers away. The night before, it was my friend's birthday party. We were drinking colas and dancing at a small discotheque. Four or five of my friends and I left around midnight. We saw soldiers, but didn't think much of it. And protests have been going on daily since the beginning of May. There is a new government tonight in South Korea. Park Chung-hee, who ruled the country for more than 18 years, is dead. During that time, there was a person named Chun Doo-hwan. He led a military coup. Military takeover of the Seoul government and the imposition of martial law throughout the country. And that is how the protests started. Millions and millions of people were protesting in every city all over the country. So to stop the protest, Chun Doo-hwan picked a target city, and that city was Gwangju. The eruptions of Mount St. Helens are becoming more intense, apparently building toward a major event. It's impossible to predict, but one can have a personal hunch. And things are, as I said, are look, looking uh, as though we're having a kind of build-up towards some perhaps impressive phenomena. A weekend of calm at Mount St. Helens volcano in Washington State gave way today to new and potentially serious rumbling. There are soldiers posted all throughout the city. There was a place called City Central, and it was about a mile walk. I decided to join the protest. The soldiers had barricaded the streets. They were already geared up and had wooden clubs. They were waiting with the wooden clubs. The soldiers were beating protesters and throwing them in the back of trucks. And once that was full, they would drive away and bring another truck and fill it with more people. Some protesters started throwing rocks. 
In my life, I've never seen anyone beat that way. And it was the first time I'd ever seen a soldier beat a civilian. There was a Kia car factory, and the protesters broke into it and took cars. And they also broke into an arsenal at the police station and took weapons. And I went with them. My sister worked at a cosmetic store. She saw everything in the streets. Don't go out anywhere, but I'll go out. I was young and I couldn't stay at home and watch injustice happening. Thousands of anti-government protesters are in complete control of Gwangju City, moving through the streets of the provincial capital in commandeered army vehicles, many carrying weapons from an overrun government armory. The next day, thousands and thousands of us gathered by the water fountain and were going to protest in front of the city hall. I was at the front line of the march. Here's a lot of soldiers. We can't go here. There's a city hall. I, I, we're sitting here, and then I'm not front here. Some front person, and then looks like a... I'm sitting like this, and then... The leaders of the protests like were facing us, telling us what to chant, walking backwards. They were flanked by these banks. One is two or three stories, and one is eight or ten stories high. And I didn't know, but the military had snipers on top of the banks. And then the soldiers started shooting. St. Helens eastward across the Idaho Panhandle into Montana. In Yakima, Washington this morning, 85 miles north of Mount St. Helens, it was like midnight. But residents there say it looked more like midnight. Visibility is at zero, and there are numerous reports of traffic accidents throughout the state. Police are advising people to stay inside and avoid driving. We didn't know where the bullets were coming from, and then the leaders dropped to the street. They shot them. And then after a while, around two, one, two minutes, and then they, they shooting everywhere. I saw the fume, fume like this. There's maybe a thousand people now trying to escape. Bullets are ricocheting off the building, and I ran through the alleyways and made it home. I stayed there for a few hours, but in my heart, I couldn't stay in the house. I went out again. I think the kind of activity we're seeing right now will not last terribly long. Most of the historic eruptions uh, have only lasted, the, the, the really large explosions have lasted only a day or two. And after that, of course, we have intermittent activity for maybe a long period of time. Everyone was protesting now. It was a citywide revolt. There was a news station, and the protesters barricaded themselves in there, behind cars and anything they could find. And that's when I first saw the tanks come through. They began crushing people, driving over the protesters. I walked to a family's doctor's office. That is where they started bringing the people who were injured. It wasn't a hospital, just a family doctor's office, but they were treating it like one because it was all they had. It looked like an earthquake. 
like people in the movies. It doesn't matter, we don't have choice. They cutting lake and it looks like some screaming uh, the people not gonna if you hurt so bad and you can't scream. Can't scream. The, yeah. I was only 17, but every Korean man goes to the military after 20, so they knew how to shoot guns. Us fighting is um, the name is the Simingun. That's a Simingun meaning it's a uh, citizen, citizens and then fighters. This name is a Simingun. It was called Shimingun, which was citizen fighting force. They stole cars and weapons, and they were protecting us. Thousand over the thousand, thousand guns, and then have some Shimingguns. And then looks like a war. Here the bike, here the bike. My job was to drive in the car and deliver food to the fighting force. I was very proud. Breathing very hard. I did that for days. And then some old street. It was fog in the streets from the smoke of gunshots and gas fired by the soldiers. Breathing was very hard. We would drive past burning cars. Everywhere, shooting, and then the military shooting still, and then some, some, everywhere. We see the some aircraft. We looked in the skies and saw aircraft and hundreds of soldiers parachuting down. This was airborne, and there were strong soldiers. This is airborne. My parents were worried that my sister and I were dying. So my father and some other fathers had biked 40 kilometers to Gwangju to get their kids. He had my sister and he said it's time to come home. We snuck behind the military and walked all day. There was no one in the fields. No one was outside. I saw my mom. She was crying. I've never seen or heard of anything like this before. Mr. Carter said the devastation was worse than he expected to see and predicted it will take years to clean up the mess caused by last Sunday's eruption of the volcano. So odd did Mr. Carter seem by the volcano's damage that back in Portland, Oregon, he predicted it would become a sight generations to come would want to see. Everywhere Korean people protest, that song is sang. The lyrics mean love and pride. Kill my body for peace. Don't leave even a name behind. For example, that the Klickitat Indians called St. Helens Fire Mountain. Charles Wilkes interviewed a 60-year-old Indian chief who recalled an eruption that apparently took place some 50 years before. He told Wilkes he was awakened by his mother, called out to him that the world was falling to pieces. He then heard a great noise of thunder overhead and all the people crying out in great terror causing them to suppose that the end of the world was actually at hand.
From KOW in Seattle, Washington, you've been listening to How's Your Day. Today's date was May 18th, 1980. How's Your Day is made by Arwen Nix and Shane Mailing. Our editor is Jim Gates. And our producer is Whitney Henry Lester. Our music is composed by Jen Champion. Special thanks to Jechu Ru, Joaquin Wee, David Cho, Young Q Kim, Phil So, and Rachel Lee. Tell us a story we don't know from a day everyone remembers. Our email is howsyourday at KUOW.org. Support for How's Your Day comes from KUOW listeners, like you. There's another podcast I want to tell you about, How to Be a Girl. It's amazing. You can check it out wherever you get your podcasts.